I guess you can probably hear my breathing right now. Hi, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo after a I was going a Labor Day weekend. I'm not going to say a busy Labor Day weekend. It was what it was. Uh, we had a decent amount of traffic. There was a lot of interesting things going on. Uh, so we'll talk a little about that. I hope you had a good Labor Day weekend. When you're in a restaurant business, usually Labor Day weekend is usually a laborious weekend. And that's hence the title of the previous show. So we we worked. We had we had a uptick, I guess, considering the time of year we're in. You know, traditionally slow period at uh, in the Keys with the juxtaposition of back to school and everyone, uh, you know, looking out for the tropical storms. And it seems to be a lot of activity out there. I'm not going to talk about it anymore because we spoke about that before. So, one of the interesting things, besides some guy coming up to me, coming up to me, sitting at the bar, I think Friday night, and looked at me and said, he's sitting next to his wife, do you have good food here? Yes, it's not a joke question. It's a serious question. The guy, I looked at the gentleman. I did a double take. I almost, I patted down my pockets. I don't know why I did that. Like someone was asking me for a cigarette lighter. I was, it, it was, it was almost like when I get a question like that, it's, it's as if you talk into one of those, uh, Retro films from 40, 50 years back where a robot is is given an incomprehensible question and it starts overloading. And that happened to me. I mean, I want to say, the this, this stupid smartass that I am, I want to say, oh, you know, I never even thought to ask anybody that. Do we have good food? I said, you know, maybe... Maybe uh, that that's a, that would really be a good marketing technique. We good we serve good food. Blah 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 restaurant, good food. It's food good here, Momo. But I guess that's not always the case because the guy asked a question and they were someplace else and they had and I don't want to shit talk another restaurant in town, but it happened to be on the water. Uh, with a water view, and they wanted, uh, they, they thought the prices were high and they thought the quality of food was horrible. So I told them, said, yes, we have good, we have good food here. Uh, hence, because we don't have a water view, so we have to attract people in some way. So we coax them in with uh, reasonable prices and good food. So I was like, like that. And also, we had a bunch of the questions where people, are sitting. This was interesting. Where the way our restaurants laid out on one side of the bar, both of the bathrooms are literally within four and uh, five feet of the men's and ladies' room. Right there. If you were walking, I can just point it out. And the woman got up, walked down to the men's room, which was three three feet to look up and see that was the men's room. And then she walked right by the ladies' room, which was 
to walk all the way around the bar and ask where the ladies' room was. And we said, well, exactly where you came from. And there's a, a big traffic signal there. And I said, just make a left at the light, which is accurate. But that's not, that wasn't the thing that, those things happen all the time. I never think it's that unusual anymore. It's funny. It's funny. It gives you a little chortle to laugh. But on Sunday, I worked in the afternoon and the evening, a double. Wasn't too busy. You know, it was a beautiful weather down here. The the water was flat because inside the, the reef area and on the bay. Great for fishing and boating. And this these two guys come in. And they had the air of perhaps being either guys that are insane clown posse, roadies, or carnies, or carnies who also work as insane clown posse roadies. Well, this guy comes in first, and he has piercings all over his face. Piercings and a couple exposed tattoos. Mainly piercings, though. Lots of piercings on his face. On the bridge of the nose, on either side of the nose, on either side of the mouth, and rings around the mouth, and and uh, obviously on the ears. Doesn't have the plugs and stuff like that. And I'm not one to judge somebody. You know, that's your, that's your thing. So I'm thinking purposely. I go, I am not going to judge that person. I'm going to treat him like a, you know, a regular person. I'm not going to I'm not going to single him out and just act differently because of the way he chooses to adorn himself. But the guy that's with him and these two guys are either in they're indeterminate age, late 20s to mid 30s. Not they don't look like they do any sort of fitness regimen or, you know, maybe eat any food other than donuts and hamburgers and stuff like that. And that thing, I was maybe judging them that way because of the way they walked in and and their body shapes and things like that. But, and I know, that's judgmental. I'm aware of that. But, you know, it's little baby steps, right? Well, the second guy that's with him, pear-shaped fellow, scraggly beard, He's wearing a black t-shirt and it has writing on the front. And I look at the writing and it says, hold on, hold on to your hats. It says Pussy Destroyer. Now, I've seen that out. I mean, I've seen stuff like that. Maybe at like a nightclub or maybe, maybe. I just don't see walking down the street with that on a shirt. It, it it didn't upset my sensibilities. I'm just thinking, well, you know, if I have a kid. I don't want to really look in at that. And people say, Jim, you know, that's your problem. I'm like, I, I just don't like the imagery. Pussy destroyer. But then after considering it, it just put the light of my judgment kind of switches on these guys. Oh, these guys are kind of like assholes. Because they don't really give a shit. When you're one guy, I don't think you're an asshole because you have all these piercings on your face and stuff like that. I think you're an asshole because you hang out with the other guy that wears a shirt that says Pussy Destroyer. 
And the second thing I thought was, "Uh uh-uh, you're not the pussy destroyer. Unless that means you work at a animal shelter that's also a kill shelter. Maybe the person that puts the stray cats to sleep. And that's a horrible imagery. I know that. But I don't see this guy, this scraggly ass looking dude, as getting a lot of people coming up to him or women coming up to him and expect to have their nether regions destroyed by his minuscule member. And then I thought, yeah, this is probably the last thing in the world he does. What he does is, you know, but they did sit down and, you know, they ate. Uh, he, our s- server served them. There was, we had one server there and the owner and they, but everyone saw the shirt. They didn't comment on it until after you left. It just leaves you thinking and say, what are you thinking when you go out? What is the thing that you do when you're you're getting ready? Well, maybe, you know, the best case scenario is it's the only shirt I have. Which would, you know, would, you know, beg me to suggest why don't you just wear it inside out? It's better to wear an inside out shirt than that outside. But he wore it. He chose to wear that. And want, wear, wear that shirt. He chose to wear that shirt. What, what do you think the world is going to judge you on that? Are you hoping that one girl was going to come up to you and say, oh, that is exactly what I'm looking for, a gentleman like that? You know, my parents always said, look for someone that's good, you know, be good to you. You know, a good provider, a good listener, maybe a good daddy. But what I'm really looking for is a pussy destroyer. Because, yeah, I want to just get my pussy destroyed. And, you know, not he must have an imagery of the world being like a porno movie. That's all they want. You know? It's just a different perception. And, and the last, I couldn't imagine when the last time this guy could have done that had had even any carnal knowledge of a female and he may have there are women that will probably find that interesting maybe but I don't I don't think that wide a net I guess maybe you do have to throw that wide a net in order to attract people it's just interesting how people choose to advertise it's like, I told you about that a year ago. There was this guy on Miami television. He's still on Miami television. And he spends a decent amount of money on roof. He's a roofer. And he spends a decent amount of money on commercials. And it's Paul Bing, I think. B-I-N-G, Paul Binge, something like that. And he comes on and it's just not... No, not, not nondescript fellow. Looks like a guy that might own a roofing company. And at the end, he just goes, I'm Paul. I'm Paul. Give me a call. Paul being roofing. I'm Paul. Give me a call. And he said, I'm, this is going to be my budget. I'm going to spend $100,000 a year on local TV ads. And my cousin 
Benny wrote the best commercial for me. And the people at the station are going, oh, that's great. Okay, well, we'll just shoot it and we'll run it through. Uh, do you need us to, do you need cue cards? He goes, nope, I don't need any cue cards. I think I'm going to remember this. And they do it and they say, Paul being moving. I'm Paul, give me a call. And they go, really? Is, it, is that what you really want to say? Do you not want to change it? Well, it turns out they got rid of that commercial and he's still doing it. I don't think it's his picture anymore. It's just a voiceover now. So I think maybe after a while, people start saying, you know, that's a, that people remember that, but I don't know if they really want a guy crawling on the roof that says something, I'm Paul, I want to give me a call. You know? Sounds like a homeless guy. Hey, I'm Paul, give me a call. Go out and drink together. I'll bring my own paper bag. Shit like that. So, messaging is really important. It certainly is. If you want to attract customers, if you want to attract a mate, it's like grooming. When you go out, you want to make, you know. I have scraggly face, facial hair, so I shave all the time. I shave all the time. I never got that full beard. Maybe I'm jealous of that. I don't really, when I, I can grow a pretty decent goatee. I can grow a pretty decent goatee, gets thick luxuriant but after a while I, I'm like one week two weeks that's it so that that's my thing like I, I'm, I'm always clean shaven and my hair is not really long I, I just don't like spending a lot of time you know I don't it, it's hot out here and shit like that so that my presentation is always kind of a clean cut, well groomed, not having to do much. You know, make sure nose is clear, not too many exposed jewelry at a ring, sometimes a watch. Okay, here I am. And my, I guess because of my outgoing personality sometimes, that I really don't need to get all these piercings and and shit going that feel unique. I'm not suggesting they do that to feel unique. They may just like the looks of it and stuff like that. But it's really interesting to see that, you know, this is the shirt I'm going to put on today and let's see what it yields for us. I'm always... I'm always and there's girls that come in and they're real... I guess I'm getting a little older and stuff like that. And you see their clothing and you say, wow, you're really putting it out there, young lady. You know, the boobs popping out and stuff like that. They're wearing short shorts now. Not so much uh, in Key Largo as you think. More so in uh, Key West. But you get that in Key Largo somewhat. And it's just, I guess maybe it's making the most of what you have. What nature gave you. Speaking of nature, I had some friends talking about different size predators. They were talking about bears and lions and tigers, and we ha- had this discussion. And it was a, it, it was at the bar. It's on a Saturday night, and we're talking about 
you know, the Kodiak bear, polar bears. Kodiak bears are a little more aggressive than polar bears, you know, usually in places where there's not as many people. And the Kodiak bear gets up to a Kodak or Kodiak bear, uh, gets over to over a thousand pounds, can move up upwards of 40 miles an hour. And you think, holy shit, what chance do you have with something like that? Or a hippopotamus, who's supposedly very aggressive, lions that weigh 400 pounds, or Bengal tigers, and can move up to you know, 40, 50 miles an hour. Cheetahs, cheetahs that don't necessarily attack man, but they're apex predators. But the, once again, I have to remind these people, just like the sharks and all that out there, great white shark, people like terrified of it and stuff like that. We become the food when we're not prepared for them. Like walking down a path in the California hills and a mountain lion comes and you don't have a gun on you and stuff like that. You're you're by yourself. Yeah, chances are if the mountain lion really wants to get you, you're, you're done. But in most cases, when people are prepared, going in, like you don't go into someone's, that's like going into someone's house. You don't know, you don't really necessarily know what you're going to get or how you're going to be greeted. You jump in the water and there's great white shark. If it decides that you're on the menu today, then that's pretty much it. Unless you're prepared for it. You know, with one of those shark bite suits and the cage and the bang sticks, you know, the sticks with the cartridge in it. Get, there is no question, man is the apex predator. It's been that for a long time, has dominated every species on the planet of animals, except, you know, even, even COVID. You know, if you consider that a virus is a living thing, right? Man is is on top of that right now. Who knows if it COVID changes and if it ever comes lethal and starts wiping out more. But it's you, you see, man is is uh, if you talk about the number of viruses killed and how many people kill the the virus, it's like man is really dominating COVID. It's bad for us, maybe, but we're on top. And I'm moving on from that. But with with lions and, and and bears and all that stuff, you have we have just think about if if they were able to be if they were sentient, then we'd be screwed too. If they were sentient, when I say sentient, high level sentience like we are, um, what's that word I was looking for? If you were an, uh, anthropomorph- anthropomorphizing, if they thought like us, and they got together and Cody. Kodiak bears, lions, uh, hippopotami. If they got together and started talking and said, man, you know, thousands of years ago, we thought, well, they got they have they learned how to use rocks. And lions said, yeah, every so often you go after a human, they get you, you know, they have a get a rock and start beating you with it. And, you know, it didn't really work that well. But every so often they get a good shot and they could fight, fight you off. And then they decided, you know, and then you started seeing them with sticks. Then he started sharpening them. That got to be a little tougher. 
because if they got under you, you're, they, could, they could get you. They could injure you, kill you. I mean, I've seen, you know, and you could say, I've seen one of them, you know, a group of them take down a woolly mammoth. These are animals talking. I mean, the, the bears, I can still that, see that for a while. The bears are still being kind of like the apex predator for a little while. And then they started getting bows and arrows and said when they were able to start throwing those uh, pointed sticks and then figured out how to deliver the smaller pointed sticks from a distance, that, that was bad. Then I thought, they're they're going they're 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 kind of even. Then we said we're going to start avoiding these guys, these humans. And then when they were kind of like they saw them apart, and then they came out with these these bang sticks, these these sticks that explode, and then there's some something comes out at the end, and it goes in and it, it kills you. Sometimes the first ones weren't so bad; they they get into you, it causes you some pain, you can get infected, but then they started getting making these really good ones and it kill you with one shot. Now we have to avoid them. Now they're the ones on top. Right? It took hundreds of thousands of years for humans to develop to become the apex predator using technology and rocks, sticks, bows, guns, knives, whatever. They're all technology. There are technology. Technology does not necessarily have to be electronics. It's just things they build. It's tools. Oh, we call it technology. It's tools then. Now I'm thinking, I'm talking to him. I said, boy, imagine that. So for how many years? A couple hundred years. Humans. 100 years, 150 years. Apex predator, right? They're done. Even in in the ocean with the bang sticks, with the, the they they're getting them, they bringing down you know these these humans are bringing down blue whales and all this shit. Then all of a sudden you see them going to these buildings, these gyms, and they're working out. Well, what the hell do they have to get stronger for when they have all these tools? That's the thing that would probably confuse if if I was anthropomorphizing animals. And what they thought of humans, that would probably be the greatest thing. It says, why in the hell do they need to be stronger and faster when they got all this other shit? Isn't it about it? We're almost all gone. They almost wiped us all out. When you're talking, if you're a lion or a tiger, they, yeah, they, we, they almost wiped us out. Now they're going to work out even more to get a little stronger. And they're taking drugs in order to get stronger. They're taking hormones. That would probably freak me out more than anything. I like going to the gym not because I want to really take out a Kodiak bear. And I can't. I don't have a gun. That, well, I don't have a gun that would take out a Kodiak bear. I don't know if mine would. I think you need like a high-powered rifle in order to, you know, an elephant gun to take one of those suckers down. Not that I would, because you know what? If I'm in their neighborhood, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid them and not attract attention. 
and then, you know, so, so I'm not trying to, I'm not in competition with them. And on a final note today, I had a very good customer of mine tell me about something I've never heard before, and I guess I should know, because you could tell by my, all my episodes, I rarely ever talk about sports. Right? I mean, every so often I love it. I was watching the U.S. Open. I was watching that Serbian dude, Djokovic, currently number one in the world playing tennis, uh, playing in a match against a young American, Brooksby. And it was phenomenal, just the way they were able to place their shots and run the court and all this stuff. And I love a good football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I, I really decided years ago, I didn't want to, I guess it's only in the last 15 years, I did not want to spend another moment bemoaning the fact that a team that has no idea who I am, if they have a sad performance the night before or the day before, that it's going to ruin my day. I don't want to become committed to them. I don't want to argue with people and stuff like that. And I do kind of. I still have these residual things about the Dallas Cowboys and the and the Patriots, even though the Cowboys haven't really been anything for like 20-something years. I apologize to my Cowboy fans. You know? I hope I hope they do well. I hope they do I hope they do well. If that's part of the thing that makes you happy then for your sake, I hope they do well. But in order for them to do well, someone has to do, do less well, do poorly. So I know I'm not wishing ill on anybody either. There's a new phenomenon, new way of, you know, there, it seems like everyone, there was, you know, for people to be interested in sports, there's like more things going on that make people get more involved. Was it 30, 30 years ago or even longer? Was it fantasy leagues where people set up their drafts and they play their teams and they, depending on the output of each player, it determines what the total score is. You know, they'll have a certain game. You know, players on a bunch of teams, if they score a touchdown, you get a certain amount of points. If a defense holds, you know, scores points or holds uh, uh you know, another team to a certain amount of yards, they, they get points for that, kickers and quarterbacks and all that stuff. And they um, put it together and that's, you know, that, and then that's just beyond me. That And that's interesting. That's like Dungeons and Dragons for sports guys, right? And another reason why I don't do it is because if – I only have a limited amount of time because I'm in the labor-intensive work as a bartender and doing my other things. I better, I think I better just free up my schedule and not waste my time watching sports if I want to work out in case I run into a fucking bear, right? No, I just want to take care of myself. And watching someone else on when I'm down, it's nice watching sports when I'm at work because I'm getting paid. And watching sports. It sucks that I'm not making, probably not making any money because it's not that I'm ignoring people. That means there's not too many people around. But I do, I do enjoy watching it when I have enforced to watch it. 
Meaning if I go over to someone's house and sit down and have a soft Super Bowl Sunday, I like, oh my God, watch the Super Bowl. I do. I do a lot of stuff. So but there's new phenomenon to make it it's kind of a minutia thing. It's called scorigami. And everyone that knows probably heard of this before. But scorigami is the uh, I, I'm trying to describe it exactly. I know exactly what it is. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's a score that never existed in league of play. So in the NFL, supposedly, I don't know if every year there's a score that has never been posted before in league play, and that's scoregami. And supposedly the guy from I think that he told me. The coach from the Seattle Seahawks in the last, every year he had, a, there was a, a game where he had a scoregami. So that'd be like a game like 5-2, which is an unusual score in football considering you have 2, 3, 6, and 1 point. And someone, someone posted there's a possibility you can get a 1-0 score or... Any, any number of scores. And they said the most popular generated score is 20 to 17. Which kind of, I can see that point. I just don't understand the fascination. It's like an accountant decided, says, but this is really interesting. Look at these numbers. It's like someone has OCD with uh, a sports OCD along with the numbers. Like Rain Man running into someone from ESPN and they come together and they just said, oh, well, that score never occurred before. And I said, wow, there's there's all sorts of things you could do that. And I'm thinking of another aspect of, or a thing you could do with scoregami would be like baragami. And baragami, I know I have to pick a better word than that, but when someone comes in and says something to me that has never been said before at the bar. You know, things like, you'd think that people said, are these food items available when they look at the menu? You think that would be a necessarily always be a yes question. That's not necessarily true. So that's not that unusual. But if it's written up on the wall and people say, is that available? And I have to say yes. But, you know, and there has been instances where the soup of the day, they ran out of soup of the day and it's still written on the wall, on the chalkboard. Let's say we're not animals. We're not just writing on the wall. No insult to our apex predator friends out there. But there are certain things that people ask. Like, Someone may ask a personal question. Last, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, a woman came in with a friend of hers. Uh, I think the gentleman was running in a, a mini triathlon they were having in the area here. And she's there, and she, she appeared as if she was, you know, in her mid-50s, around my age, may have had a little tougher paper route than I did. 
And she's sitting there with the guy. They're having drinks and stuff, ordering food. And then she starts asking me questions. And one of them is, are you alone? And what through my head was, what do you mean by, am I alone? I mean, you're here with me right now. And all these other people. That can't be the question. And then I'm thinking in my head, oh, do you mean, is this person religious or are going to ask me about Jesus? Have I found Jesus yet? With that, that's a good one. Have you found Jesus? But no one asked me that. Um, my father had a really good question, a good answer for people like that. He was once at the mall with my grandmother. He used to take my grandmother to the mall. And uh, he was sitting on one of these benches outside a store. I think he was having a cigarette at the time. But it went back when you can still smoke. And this young couple sits next to an attractive young woman and a guy and they sit next to him and they ask him, uh, the girl said to him, do you know that Jesus loves you? And my dad says, oh, well, you better not touch me. You know, that's, that's my dad in a nutshell. That was a great saying. So, but this lady, I thought, you know, am I alone? And then they go, huh. Oh, and then I go, I'm not, I'm just shaking my head. I go, are you alone down here? I said, are you asking me if I'm lonely? And she meant to say, are you single? And then she asked me a bunch of questions and stuff like that. And I gave her a couple answers and stuff like that. Oh, no, I work. I work here and this, that. And I am, yes, I am, I am not alone. And, uh, I have a family and, and I'm a very busy person. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate your question. I didn't know if it was an interest because you never, uh, you know. You're hoping sometimes when you get that question, you think sometimes you're flattered, sometimes you're not so flattered. You go, oh, okay. It's like if you know, the pussy, a guy walks up with a Pussy Destroyer t-shirt up to you and asks you to dance. You go, oh, that's very flattering that you asked me to dance, but we're on a bus. So it wouldn't be appropriate for us to dance in the middle of a bus going down the middle of the street. Well, I know we, uh, I did say that the 500th episode, I want to do something for the show. But I was thinking about this. Why would I throw in, I've been doing the shows for over the last 150 shows, 200 shows. I've I've done a couple shows from different places. But generally, it's just standalone here and have the same amount of listeners. Now, there hasn't been a giant uptick. There hasn't been a giant, giant down. Who knows? It could go up. But why change my tactics midstream? I do have a couple things coming up, but I didn't. Why make the 500th episode something different than it was? I do eventually want to get one of our local celebrities on here. He insists they know him up and down the keys. But I won't mention that until it is, but until it does occur. But he he will be very, I find him very interesting. He's a unique person. A unique keys person. And uh, I'm going to have him neek up on you. No, he's a unique keys person. I do like to thank you for listening. Uh, and if you do like the show, share it with your friends. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, 
You can send me messages there or send me a message to jim at keysbartender.com. Thank you very much and have a great day. Bye.